Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. My pleasure to welcome you to the Clark Howard Show. Our mission is to serve you and empower you so you make better financial decisions in your life. Last week, I mentioned getting TSA PreCheck or Global Entry. I also talked about Clear. said you can get a lot of them for free in certain circumstances, but I didn't think that applied to a lot of people. Well, since I mentioned that, we've had so many people saying, okay, okay, tell me more. How do I do this? So now I'm going to explain, and I apologize for doing kind of like a tease last week because that wasn't my intention. And I've warned you about fake reviews in the past, and fake reviews historically have been where review mills post all these positive things, and that's still going on. I have an update on that, and a new update about extortion rings posting negative reviews unless they get paid extortion money. No kidding. It's really important you understand how much the review system is gamed for merchants, various retailers of all kinds, restaurants, hotels. You got to know that there's a lot of dirty stuff going on and how you can use reviews so they're helpful instead of possibly leading you down a bad path. That's coming up. So, I want to talk about global entry, pre-check. So, airport security lines have been so unpredictable over the last three months that people repeatedly are missing flights. And that cascades through a big mess because you miss your flight and then there may not be additional seats that day you were changing planes somewhere you may not be able to get a connection to where you're trying to go for a day or two it may ruin your whole trip and the federal government just does flat out not have enough employees for security right now in major airports around the united states and it's funny the way this works because airports that have had service cutbacks since covid They have a lot of security officers for TSA sitting around without much to do. But you get to midsize and large airports, and it can be really bad. I was in an airport recently where, thank goodness, I had pre-checked. It's Jacksonville, Florida. And they have this really nicely designed security area, and it's got a nice decorative glass wall and all that and the as you're going through it they have monitors showing what the status is of various flights well their security was so busy recently that people were back into the departure lobby area and they had put up all these temporary ropes and people were way 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 back in the terminal and i'm like oh my goodness think how many of these people are going to miss their flights And this is a story being repeated 
at airports all over the place. And if you've ever had the pleasure of experiencing security in Orlando, (laughs) wow, or Las Vegas, you think about Orlando, you think of Disney World Universal, but they also have big convention trade that's come back in Orlando, obviously Las Vegas. When there's a big convention ending in either city, security essentially breaks down in Orlando and Las Vegas. And so both have not just pre-check, they also have clear. And I want to explain how these work. So pre-check, you go through a background check and uh, typically an interview with a government contractor. And then they issue you a credential that's good for five years, 85 bucks for the five years, $17 a year. And because they've already decided you're not a threat, you go through this expedited security area. You don't take your shoes off, don't take your liquids out, don't take your laptop out. You go through the old-fashioned metal detector instead of, what's that thing called, the magna whatever that you put your hands up in the air in the machine and it goes around you, whatever. You don't do any of that stuff. And in most airports, pre-check is going to be a reliable, really, really quick way through security. But people are like, 85 bucks. I don't fly that often. Why would I spend that money? Well, now there are a lot of credit cards that will pay for your pre-check. In fact, there's a long, 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 long list I'm looking at right now. Must be three dozen different credit cards. Now pay for your, uh, your uh, pre-check or global entry, which I'll explain in a second, for the five-year period. And every time you renew, they pay again, as long as you have that card. And some of these cards are ones with very high annual fees. Others, uh, no big fee at all. If I'm trying to see if any of these have... no, Yeah, some of these are no annual fee cards. And they still give this as a benefit of having the card. So when you get those solicitations in the mail, or you get an email, email offer, you see one on social media or whatever, if you are offered a card that pays the cost for pre-check or global entry, fantastic. All right, now global entry is 100 for five years. It's $15 more. Again, these cards pay for your global entry. And global entry, you earn the benefits of it, which are getting through immigration through an expedited process where you go to a machine where they already have your biometrics, you answer some questions on the machine, you go over, turn in a ticket to an immigration officer, bam, you're in the country. Even if an airport, like some of the airports have had these ultra multi-hour long waits for immigration, you go right past all of that and enter the country. In addition to having pre-check. So for 15 extra dollars, if you travel internationally at all, you get that. And if you have one of these cards, you don't pay either. So that's pretty fantastic. The problem is the global entry application process is unbelievably difficult, bureaucratic, and you have to have this Homeland Security interview for it and getting an appointment for it the stories about it where someone will try to get an appointment for months and then 
it'll pop up. You're in luck. There's appointments available in Honolulu. I mean, it's just idiotic. But at some major airports, you can enter uh, global entry upon arrival. You've already done your application, but you haven't had your interview. When you come back into the United States at big airports with a lot of international flights, look for signs that say global entry enrollment upon arrival. And you go and you have your interview as part of the process of entering the country. They decide at that point you're not going to be a terrorist. They go ahead and put it through. And then for the five years, you have your global entry. Now, then CLEAR. CLEAR is a private program that's available at many of the busiest airports in the United States. What CLEAR does is you go to the front of the pre-check line. So you've got regular security, then you've got pre-check, and then you have CLEAR. CLEAR works very well except at Delta's busiest airports reason is Delta owns part of Clear and comps the very high annual fee for Clear, which I think is now retail 179 or something like that per year. They comp it to their high-level frequent flyers and offer discounts to others. Clear is also partially owned by United. I don't know if United is doing the same level of discounts for enrollment for their elite-level flyers, but I've not heard of any of the problems with the long clear lines at uh, United Hubs that there are at Delta Hubs. But it's funny, I talk to travelers all the time who say that when they fly through certain Delta Hub cities, they look and see, and many times the pre-check line is shorter than the clear line. So then they're like, why would I pay the money for clear? But if you get it for free with your frequent flyer status, all the better. But you got to fly a lot, a lot to make clear really work for you. But during holiday periods, people who are clear members usually get a thing where you can give a friend 90 days for free. And that way you get to sample clear, you get to use it through a peak travel period like Thanksgiving through Christmas. And at most airports, and you're going to have the shortest wait for security doing that and you get that 90 days for free just remember you have to let them know you're not continuing or they'll automatically charge your credit card the annual fee all right let's go to some questions this is from elaine in florida i've been reading about the vulnerability of chromebooks would you comment on the safety of using a chromebook for savings and checking account transactions so chromebooks have been controversial because google has not been providing software updates for the ultra-long time that Apple does with MacBooks. And Google has extended the time period that they protect them better more recently. But when your Chromebook is not getting notices of updates, seems like almost weekly. If you go several weeks and you're getting no updates and your Chromebook has some age on it, It may be vulnerable now. It may no longer have the updates, the the patches for security flaws that that are discovered over time by, what do they call them, white hat hackers? Some term like that. People who, who love finding 
vulnerabilities and things, but don't exploit them to steal money. If your Chromebook doesn't have that little up sign in the bottom right-hand corner that means you've got an update you've got to do, and it hadn't had one for a good while, yes, your Chromebook is now vulnerable to what hackers might do. There's something called Chrome OS Flex. Uh, It's an early access release, and we have a whole guide to how to install that and bring your old laptop back to life for free on Clark.com. And in fact, the article is called How to Bring an Old Laptop Back to Life for Free. This is from Everett in Ohio. Hello, Clark. We recently experienced what I believe was a SIM hijacking. We received a notification that changes had been made to our account. I tried to log in and was unable to do so. The carrier is total wireless. I was able to talk with someone and get our lines and our account corrected. I'm worried about what to do now. I've changed bank and investment passwords. If this was SIM fraud, how long does it take for the criminal to empty accounts? I've been keeping an eye on things, but I'm worried the bad guys are getting getting two-factor texts as well. What extra steps should we be taking? Okay, so Everett, this is a big problem. I'm glad Total Wireless is one of Verizon's sub-brands, and I'm glad that Verizon hopped on it quickly and took care of fixing the account problem, changing what you did with changing your passwords on the accounts was great. I want you to use a different password on each of your financial accounts. So if you got a brokerage account, a retirement account, a bank account, please use a different password on each of them because the criminal has figured out your password. The last step they do once they've discovered that your password works is they then do the SEM hijacking where they switch your cell phone service from whoever you're with, major or minor carrier, and then they get the two-factor authentication text, they immediately wire all the funds they can get to out of your account. So that did not happen in your case. You've taken the right steps, and you should also call back Total Wireless and see if they offer a procedure that more is more and more common in the cell phone space, which I asked for it. Additional verification steps required before your service is changed. And hopefully these criminals will realize they failed with you, they're bored with you, and they'll go on to somebody else. This is from Sandra in Oregon. I'm looking for ways to earn a little extra money. What are your thoughts on websites and apps that advertise giving rewards out, specifically flash rewards, fetch rewards, and upside? I can tell you with flash rewards and upside, they both have a similar kind of method where you scan in your receipts and then you earn money. Typically, you earn gift cards is most often how you do it. You don't have to give your checking account number, your credit card information, your debit card information, anything like that. It's just another loyalty program. The friction in the system is you got work to do. You have to scan your receipts, but we have very lengthy reviews of Fetch Rewards and Upside And we'll also check out and see if we should be writing a review of Flash Rewards. Absolutely. And I want to tell you straight ahead, there's an ugly scam that's hitting particularly small businesses. Ultimately, it's a big lie to you. And I want to tell you what you need to be aware of so that you protect your wallet and know that as a business owner, 
you got to be heads up on what I'm about to share. This episode is brought to you by Reese's Peanut Butter Cups. In breaking news, leading scientists worldwide are conducting experiments to determine if Reese's Peanut Butter Cups are the perfect combination of peanut butter and chocolate. However, it appears the study was inconclusive, as the scientists couldn't help but eat all the Reese's. Because when you want something sweet, you can't do better than Reese's. Find Reese's now at a store near you. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. I just can't believe what I'm about to share with you. So all through the years, I've talked about fake reviews on products and services, stores, restaurants, and it's always been about fake reviews that are way too positive. And there was just a crackdown on all these fake review sites that are posting fake reviews on Amazon. And, you know, this has been a problem on Amazon and for Amazon as a company for years and years and years that you go to try to decide if you're going to buy a product and you see how many stars it has. And if you don't go beyond that and read the reviews where you can tell pretty quickly that they're bogus, you're going to take what you see there with you know, 4.9 stars or whatever, and you're going to buy the item. And it's not Amazon's fault that this is happening on Amazon. It's their third-party sellers that account for roughly two-thirds of merchandise sold on Amazon, excuse me, that are trying to get further up in the listings, get more sales, that are paying for people to post these fake reviews. And a lot of them are robotic-type fake reviews so you can tell when you read them that they are in fact fake but you have to go past the stars and read them but most people don't they just look and they see oh this product is five stars and look how cheap it is i'm gonna buy it and then you get it and it's junk happens over and over again so that's something that that I think a lot of people are aware of, but we're busy in our lives. We don't go past just looking at the stars. That's why it's been such a big business. Well, now, listen to this. There are police reports around the country. I've read uh, media reports, including there's a very thorough one. If you're an owner of a restaurant, you should try to find the New York Times report on it because it was the most thorough of the media reports about restaurants getting extortion attempts where extortionists contact and say, unless you pay us this much money or pay us this much money weekly, we are going to destroy your reputation of your business because we are going to flood your business with one-star reviews. Imagine, particularly in a tourist-oriented location, how much of a restaurant's business is based on people looking on TripAdvisor or Yelp and seeing what restaurants are really well-reviewed 
and a restaurant that could have had a phenomenal reputation, legitimately earned over the years, suddenly looks like a rat trap place. And people suddenly are not going because the extortionists have done all these fake reviews. Again, the way you fight this is you read the reviews because the criminals aren't even bothering with putting any sensical reviews there. They're just putting anything and then putting the one star to try to get the extortion money out of the restaurant owner. This is disgusting. It is awful. And the only way you can protect yourself and your wallet and your tummy when you're going to pick a restaurant is you got to read the reviews. And that's something I learned so thoroughly with the hotel business. Because with the hotels, unless you read the reviews, you don't really know what you're going to find there just based on how many circles are filled on TripAdvisor or stars on another site or whatever. And so it's up to you and me to spend that extra time to make sure that we're not getting swindled either direction. Krista? Okay, this question's from Trevor, the Canadian in Texas. He says, we plan to transition to solar in the next few years. My question is, should we replace our 13-year-old gas water heater with electric when it goes out, even though it will be more expensive to operate for a few years? And what about the furnace? Are there electric furnaces that can heat a mid-sized house? I'm assuming the solar panels could power the AC unit. I guess I'm sort of waiting for solar install costs to come down, efficiency to go up, and I would prefer solar tiles to panels, but they are really expensive right now. Missing the Vancouver rain, but happy to live in sunny Texas where solar power is viable and growing. Still trying to grasp that you switched to an electric razor. How's it looking, Crystal? It's looks a, good. Looks good? Mm-hmm. Okay. The electric razor, it's working for me. So <laughs> It is sad that you're not drawing your razor anymore, but it's okay. I'm sorry. Well, on days that I'm doing TV, I still use a manual razor that is now lasting forever. Uh-huh. Because I got to have the shave so clean. (laughs) So a little cleaner than you can get with an electric razor. But enough about me. Let's talk about solar and Trevor. The good news is the cost of solar panels is down 90% in a decade already. In Texas, if you shop around, the payback is already there for solar panels. It's already pretty clear that you'll do fine doing a conversion to solar today if you shop around. And that's because Texas has so much sun that it's just going to work for you. As far as the conversion, when your gas water heater goes out, yeah, you'd want to convert it to electric. With the heat and air conditioning, you're talking about going to a heat pump system which works fine till temperatures are generally below about 37 degrees, and then you're going to hate the heat pump. But that will work well with the solar, and it is something that's really awesome. Now, the using the, the roof tiles or shingles instead of traditional solar panels, the industry's getting closer but not there yet. Um, Tesla's has been a false mirage. They've not done a good job 
with the implementation of solar tiles or shingles. They've just not done a good job yet. But traditional players in the industry are interested in this. And one of the big players already is introducing a solar shingle. So you're going to find that if you want to wait for the shingles, you're probably going to have to give it another two, three years before that's cost competitive, cost effective. If you don't want to wait that long, that's when you'd have to go ahead and do traditional solar panels. And would the federal incentive make a difference too there? Yeah, and nobody knows what Congress will do. Every time the federal incentives for solar are going away, a Congress, you know, a new Congress will extend them. But that ends up covering a little bit more than a fourth of the cost of installing the panels. This is from M in California. I'm considering debt consolidation for about $65,000. Is it a good idea to go through a service? And what consideration should I make if I do? So, M, I'm really sorry you're facing this level of debt that you got to get your arms around. Be wary of any company that says we're going to consolidate your debt for you. The only place that's legit to go to are members of the National Foundation for Credit Counseling, nfcc.org. What will happen is not a traditional debt consolidation. Debt consolidation, what that means historically, is you take debt that's against uh, your name and maybe you do it into a loan against your home if you own one or something like that. Or it goes from being a uh, loan that's based on credit card interest rates to a personal loan that may or may not be at lower rates that then is an installment loan where it has to be paid off typically over three or five years. There are legitimate players in that. SoFi is one of the biggest as an example. Uh, We talked a lot in the past about Prosper and Lending Club that used to have different business models now but also still do uh, personal loans as a way of moving credit card debt And then based on your credit profile and credit score and the purpose of the borrowing, their algorithms tell you what interest rate you'd pay and if it would be cheaper. But when I talk about the NFCC, the National Foundation for Credit Counseling, what they do is they sit down and go over your debts with you and see if they can negotiate with who you have your debts with and work out payment plans on those debts. They also might, if it becomes necessary, put you on a debt management plan where you send them one check each month and then they disperse to all your creditors, giving you a, an amount that hopefully your budget can stand. And if your budget can't stand it, they'll tell you. But these are nonprofit organizations that have to meet a strict code of ethics and are there to serve you depending on the services you get from them they're completely free or very cheap if you check out nfcc.org. And best of luck to you. From Chris in California, the sewer line in my house is about 80 years old. Wow. <laughs> is it cheaper to do a preventative replacement or should I just wait until it breaks? I'm not sure how much longer I'll be in this house and would prefer to let the next owner deal with it. I'd also prefer to spend the money on home improvements I can see and enjoy rather than something that's underground. Am I taking too much of a gamble by not dealing with it now? <sighs> Probably not, Chris. Okay, so... Krista, I don't know if I've ever told you, we at our home in Florida, Mm -hmm. 
the sewer line was almost 70 years old. And one day it broke and what it put out by the house was not pretty. Oh, yeah. Yeah, you you got the idea? Oh, yeah. Okay. (laughs) Um, And even though it was messy, it was not any more expensive to fix when it broke than it would have been if we had decided, oh, well, this thing's 70 years old. We should probably replace it. And the replacement was not terrible, not awfully expensive, and we got it done. So I don't know of a reason why you would go ahead and replace it if it's still working, because who knows? How, I mean, yours might work decades more. Ours, unfortunately, did not. And so we had to deal with it. So I would not automatically assume that it is, in fact, going to cause a bigger wallet problem by waiting instead of dealing with it now. And after discussing this smelly issue, and let your imagination roam, you can guess what was what was in our yard. I want to thank you for joining us today. And I want you to know that we are so into all of us working together to help each other. That's our deal. I want everyone to feel like they can be a contributor to Team Clark. And so we have a free place for you to discuss questions, provide tips with other people who are passionate about saving their money. All you got to do is visit community.clark.com to join the conversation. And thanks so much for being with us today.